Hi there, I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years with experience in building seven-figure businesses and working around the world. Originally, I'm from Canada, but I've been living in Dubai for the past 14 years. I've created this podcast to share my insights and expertise as a global entrepreneur and help other women start, build, grow, and scale their businesses. You'll also hear from some of the world's top experts and female entrepreneurs who will inspire and motivate you to achieve your business goals. So join me as we explore all that the world has to offer and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another Women on the Rise podcast. I am still in Mykonos, Greece. We have just wrapped up our Female Fusion Retreat and I am here with Melanie Love, who was one of the facilitators that we had in the Mykonos Retreat. And it's our last day in Greece before we go our separate ways. Everybody who was on the retreat has already gone home, but it's been really interesting just reflecting on the, the retreat, some of the things that we covered, and also bigger business issues that all entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs face in business. Now, we are recording this episode outside, so we are looking at the ocean and the beauty of Greece, but the recording quality might not be as good as what you're used to because you're gonna hear the birds chirping, you're going to hear a few planes going overhead because Mykonos is such a popular place for tourists to come, so you're gonna hear a bit of that as well. But it just adds to the overall beauty and authenticity of Greece and the experience that we've had in Greece, really reflecting on businesses and helping other female entrepreneurs think about how they can go big in their business. So Mel, you were on last week's podcast with Carrie, so I don't think you need any introduction no again. No introduction necessary. Nice to speak with everyone again. I'm so happy to still be here in Mykonos, but very soon I will have a sad face. <laughs> Heading back to I wouldn't, I was about to say snow, but I don't think it's snow. Well, it could be snow. Because you never know it in has June. Been known. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah. I live in uh, Calgary, which is close to the mountains. Uh, we are about a thousand, just over a thousand meters elevation. And this time of the year, uh, all the snow melts off the mountain and you never know what you're going to get. So it can go either way. It can go either way. It can be 27 or 7 Celsius. And it has been known to snow in June and in August as well true story absolutely so when we were in uh well when we were running the retreat um one of the things we talked about a lot and i think that this is true for any female business owner is the whole idea behind the why and the why we're doing what we're doing why we have the business all of these sorts of things and many times people create businesses and don't think about that um can you, you know, what, what does it mean when we talk about connecting to your why in your business? To me, it takes two forms. So there's the, there's connecting with your personal why, why do I want a business? And for some people it's born out of, I just, I know I don't want a nine to five job. I am done with corporate. I'm done. I, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so that's the one level. And they're like, great, I'll start a business um, without necessarily thinking through all of the all of the ins and outs and so it's connecting deeper to that personal why like what does it mean to you and how does that connect to your values is it 
you're looking for freedom? Is it looking for a next sense of fulfillment? Um, really deeply connecting and understanding your personal why because we are going to encounter challenges in business. Um, there's also construction next door to us, so we yeah. apologize for that. We, are, we, we, um, we booked a, a hotel because we thought after the <laughs> the the retreat that we wanted to go somewhere really nice and just stare at the sea and also next to the hotel that we're staying at is one of Mykonos's most famous beach clubs. I'm not going to mention which one it is, um, but they happened to get themselves a bit of a, a fine a few weeks ago um, for putting up buildings that weren't allowed to be there. So the beach club, our, our vision of lying at the beach club is not happening because the beach club is closed. And uh, we're currently looking at lots of demolition going on at the beach club. And I think they're probably just gonna be left with some sunbeds and part of the beach club. Um, who knows, if who you knows? wanna know more about that, you can look at the Greek news because it's all over the Greek news. Yeah. So there we are. The sounds you are hearing are them doing the undo button uh, as they over slightly overbuilt. Anyways, returning back, so uh, reconnecting really deeply to your personal why, how that reflects in your values, and that's the fuel that keeps you going. And the, on the moments where it's uncomfortable, you're having to learn new things, and you're encountering obstacles, everyone talks about grit and resilience. But grit and resilience really comes from deeply understanding your personal why. Like, why bother? Why am I doing any of this? Why do I bother getting out of bed? <laughs> right? Yeah. And, you know, it's so true that, uh, and I say to people, like, there's no right or wrong answer, right? No, absolutely. Um, you can have an amazing business that's just you, that you have, I sometimes call those lifestyle businesses yeah, as absolutely. well. You know, that you don't want to do your job anymore. You don't want to have a team working for you, but you found something to do, whether it's a product-based business or a service-based business that you're like, this is replacing the salary that I had yeah. or even more, but it's on my terms. Yeah, Cashflow Muse is great. And yeah, your why, I mean, you might, not, you might not want, there's no one saying that you need to get big and conquer the world. You might just want a lifestyle business. You hit a certain level, you found your niche and you know, stay in your lane and there's nothing wrong with that, but you connect deeply to your personal why. Yeah, and there's also nothing wrong as well, I think, for reevaluating that. Oh yeah. And, sure. you know, I found that when I set up my first business that I set up my first business because I couldn't get a job in London. And so I was like, I need to have something to keep me busy and make some money. And so for me, it was very much like a lifestyle business and a bit of a necessity because I wanted to, to work. So I created that opportunity for me. And then, you know, 18 months in, I was sitting at seven figures and 15 people working for me. And all of a sudden, that why of a lifestyle business never <laughs> it never crossed my mind all over again, except for, you know, the days when it's really hard where I was like, why did I opt to go for this bigness, big business? It would have been so much easier just to like, you know, have it be me, yeah. take the projects that I want, go on holiday when I want. But, you know, we, my why changed. Absolutely. And I think that's something that we heard from some of the businesses is that they have been successful and they're looking at what's next for them and you know, the answer might not be go big. It might be that they want to exit. It might be that they never want to exit. It might be that they want to start acquiring or, right, like there's, but that deeply, in order to, for them to make those decisions, they have to understand what the why is, mm -hmm. like, and where they're, how it fits in with their values and their personal vision. 
And it really helps you as well with um, kind of planning for the future of your business. And, um, you know, my, my most profitable in my business was when I was making about half a million dollars. Yeah. I found that that sweet spot for me in my business was like in terms of percentage and everything else, it was the most profitable and it was the most easiest yeah. to do. And the lifestyle, yeah. And the lifestyle and, yeah. you know, and sometimes, and I see some business owners go big, get to like seven figures, multiple seven figures and go, this Ew. is too hard. <laughs> why? Why? <do> I, why? Yeah. <laughs> that why as well. Yeah. And that's where when when you think about that it's it's good to have a plan yeah. I always as everyone knows in female fusion I like a plan I like to plan when people tell me they don't like plans I'm like oh <laughs> how yeah. can you run your business without a plan yeah um, but it's good to have that but then to be thinking about yeah. um, what you want for for the future as well for sure and priorities change and then I think the other thing that I mean we touched on super briefly is is we address the niche and that's the second part of the why is um, who are you serving and what is the why for them like that deep customer knowing who that customer is knowing what it is you want to do for them you know the the change you're going to create for them the pain you're going to eliminate for them the value that you bring so I mean that has a whole lot wrapped into it but is what is your why for your customer and what is it you bring to them what are you super passionate about delivering that comes through in all of your messaging and every touch point like it infuses in so many things so it's really understanding the why in terms of your customer yes and oh, so that is a really critical piece and I mean the all the businesses that we had on the retreat were very clear on that because they're they're bigger businesses and they've got that down pat but I I come across so many businesses that a lot of times they just go out and register their business because and a yeah. lot of times you know it's because of necessity you need cash you need cash fast so you think okay I'm gonna create this business but then you might get lucky for a little bit but if you don't do the research if you're not clear on what it is that your customers want and what they're prepared to pay for it's going to be hard to consistently bring in that money uh, absolutely and and that's the you know nothing wrong with just starting a business but yeah like you say pretty pretty soon it will be clear that and if you know some re I hate to trot out like, you know, tropes, but there's a reason it's, it is and it sticks around is that if you're a business for everyone, you're for no one. Yeah. Right. And, and the things that will set you apart are those um, really clearly understanding your customer, what language they prefer, you know, um, jumping off of whether it's the Simon Sinek people, you know, people don't care what you do, they care why you do it, you know, the values of the firm and all of that messaging and the brand flavors and the words and the colors and everything that you use then infuses that personality to resonate deeply. And I, I, I use the word resonate intentionally. I mean, there's the practical aspect, but there's also, I believe that any everything has an energy to it. And yeah. and things, we are drawn to things for specific reasons. And, you know, Seth Godin talks about people like us do things like this, dot, dot, dot. We know who our, we know who our people are. Um, by some of the common similarities and the, the, the more crystal clear you are on that in your niche, um, the more success I think people can have. Absolutely. You know, and I, I find as well, 
when, when I have businesses come to me and they tell me that they're, they're like, oh, this business, it's not working. It's, you know, I can't make any money. I'm going to close my business down. And a lot of times, like the first question I ask to them is, did you do research when you talked to, when you were setting up your business? Did you talk to your ideal paying customers? Did you look online? Did you do that research to really understand yeah. them and what they're paying for? And a lot of times I've heard either no, because I am my ideal paying customer, so I don't need to. Or, um, yeah, I did, um, but it was kind of like my friends and like a few people I know. And I'm like, but they're not going to, you know, your friends will buy with you, buy, buy from you in the beginning, maybe yeah. with love because yeah. they want to support you, but they're not going to be your people. They're not going to be the people who will buy from your business. And it's not something like when you're getting to that research piece and talking to your customers, as I say to businesses, it's not like it's not six months that it's going to take you to do the research it could be as simple as you doing a type form filling it in getting that key information that you need and then um, maybe doing some more in-depth interviews with people and those those people you do the in-depth interviews with often become like your biggest most loyal most raving fans because they love the fact that they've been able to inform your business and support you as well yeah, very much so. And also to, uh, you know, when you know, when you understand the pain that you're solving or the problem that you're addressing, you know, Google it to find out what words would people go searching for and how would people find yeah. you? Like, what's their mindset when they're going to look for something? Like, what other words? And then also pay attention to who's showing up in that space already so that you have a sense of, you know, who's who in the zoo, where, and to think about positioning, but the why relates to even, it comes, it, the why also informs your revenue model, yeah. right? And, and how you want to deliver and what you're delivering and why you're delivering it that way, right? The why just, it, it infuses really into everything. So it's great to start with, hey, I want a business um, and more success will come and with more clarity about the why, who it's Absolutely. for. Yeah, and then it just, everything flows, right? Yeah. And it's, I say that to people that when you do the groundwork in the beginning, it's like building the foundation of your house, building the foundation of your business, that everything is going to hang off of that. I mean, there's other things that it needs to hang off of as well. Um, but when you're clear on the why, it's, it makes it easier as well for your vision. And we were talking in the last podcast episode at the importance of the vision as well. And I find it surprising, again, all of our incredible entrepreneurs who came on the retreat were very clear on that. Um, but I see so many businesses, sometimes even seven-figure businesses that are like, well, I'm just going to take this as far as I can go. I just want to make some money. I'm like, but imagine, like, if you were clear on this, like, how much bigger you would be able to go. Yeah. Or not, right? Like again, yeah. and that, and it's also checking in, like you say, that finding if you find your sweet spot, don't be afraid to stay there. Like if you're, it, and also not, don't be afraid to be reflexive and responsive to customer demands. Like when I built um, one of my businesses, I was really like I initially built it for a need I had. I scratched my own itch, as the saying goes, mm. in North America, and. It very quickly, I learned that my customers were not me, had very different psychographic profiles, and they told me very clearly what it was that they want, and I started to, you know, turn and develop products and for them. 
That's really interesting going back to the, you know, but I am my own customer, so I know, right? Yeah. You know, unless you're going to plan on buying all of your products, <laughs> you aren't your customer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, so it's knowing and, and, you know, when, as, as the saying goes, when people show up and want to give you money, let them. So find out what their needs are, like who, who you're, who you think your customer is and who ends up resonating with you and showing up may be totally different. And so yeah. then that's a decision point. Do I, do I service the people who showed up and take care of them and meet their needs and, and address, you know, address my messaging and things like that to take care of them? Or am I going to, you know, do the hard pivot to chase the market I wanted? Right. Again, it comes back to your why. And some people struggle with that, right? Because they're, some people are very much, nope, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to serve, which is great. And it, it's great to have those values and those principles. But then you need to work out why the, that market isn't buying from you. Yeah. And how you're going to get there. Yeah. How yeah. you need to tweak your message, how you need to tweak your offering, you know, what and the tension that drives. I mean, so many people default to the, you know, the fear of missing out and having deadlines and, and having fear-based tension. There are so many ways to create tension that leads to buying behavior in your calls to action that, you know, it's, it's, it's not being afraid to level up and learn those things. Yeah. But, I don't like the fear-based stuff at yeah. all. Like, it just makes me feel really icky. Yeah. And within, because we're kind of in the online digital space at Female Fusion, and I've, I've worked with a few copywriters and they've said things to me like, oh, you know, it'd be really good. You need to go and put in your messaging that people's businesses are going to fail and they're going to lose lots of money if they're not in female fusion. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah. even though it might be true, yeah. you know, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that negative messaging. It just yeah. seems Yeah, it doesn't resonate. Yeah, I that's... would rather talk about like all the positive benefits yeah. and all the great things. Come over than... here. The water's fine. The future's bright and shiny, right? The, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because as we know, Jen likes sparkles. <laughs> sparkles and, and rainbows. And rainbows <laughs> and everything, everything positive. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it goes down to your values. It goes down to your why. All of this, all of this sort of stuff that we know. Yeah. Um, what I, what I would love, because this is also kind of your zone of genius, and you're great at this, is I, I would love for you to be able to share, with, with our listeners, a bit more about how they can get clear on their why. So how they can do that. So you were talking about, you know, you've got your personal why, you've got your why of the customer. How can people, if they're sitting at home going, oh, well, that's great, Jen and Melanie, yeah. but I don't get it, how, how can they do it? How can they do it? So when it comes to your personal why, it comes back to where are you going? Like, you know, I, I'm a big believer, no matter what it is, is begin with the end in mind. Like, what are we trying to accomplish? What are we solving for? Um, what are we optimizing for? So are you optimizing for time? Are you optimizing for revenue? Are you optimizing for lifestyle? Right? All of those will help inform your why. I am, you, you know, you and I talk about this a lot, but we've mentioned values a lot. That's not by accident. If you don't, if you don't know what is aligning with your, so I would say um, there's lots of ways to get clear on your values. And but one way is to is to see is just to look at um, how you're living, right? You're living your choices. Um, you know, values aren't some lofty ideal. They're how we, you know, they're how we live our lives, and the, and from the consumer choices we make into the the way that we live. And if we're not living in alignment, then getting clear and and maybe that is time for the the reshift. But I would say. Um, 
the objectives and where we're going um, inform the why and layered in with our values and then that can get um, then we can start to set goals well you know my why is well I would like to have either an income of you know X thousand a month or I would like to build a business to sell I would like to um, I see a gap in the market and and nobody is doing an X whatever that is and yeah yeah I was gonna say um, just something that you said really came to my mind because I have this conversation with female entrepreneurs or potential female entrepreneurs when they come to me and say I really want to have a business or you know thinking about all of these things and one question I'll say to people is so after you've paid all of your bills and your business and everything else what do you how much money do you want to personally make that goes into your personal bank account every month so what do you want to be paying yourself because even though you know the first couple of years it takes time to build up and you're not necessarily going to be paying yourself a salary um, but then after you reach that point what is that amount that you want to be because I found that sometimes there's a mismatch on that as well that I've had people say to me well I want to make pay myself fifty thousand dollars a month yeah. and maybe their business is selling clothes at a market or I spoke with one woman who was making like um, hair accessories there was no way that she would you know her hair accessories were between five to fifteen dollars per unit that's gonna be a lot of stuff that you're gonna have to shift especially if you're hand making it oh my god that's not realistic that's, right yeah. and that's where we also need to check in with ourselves and have that reality check and go okay I want to pay myself eventually ten thousand dollars a month let's make it for an even number yeah. so is the business that I have going to help me fulfill that and what does that work look like? Because you might also look at it and go, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that much work for that amount of money. So either you need to change your business or think about something else or think about different customers or all of these sorts of things. But yeah. there's not that reflection that goes into that. And do you know what? I'll hold my hand up on that. When I set up my first business, I didn't do that. I was just like, I need a job. I need some money. I might as well like just go and might as well just go and set up a business. Hopefully I can make some money. And I think a lot of people do that without really thinking about you know the the why but also the money why as well yeah and I love that it, it's you know for for people that want to get deep into the specifics it's reverse engineering and working backwards to say okay if this is if 10,000 is the number how many widgets do I need to sell to get to that and so if that's you know if it happens to be 10 so you've got a you know a thousand like you're you're pricing at a thousand so that's 10 a month how many customers like what's your closing ratio how many customers do you need to be reaching out to to get to that 10 paying customers right so if that if you have a 25 percent closing rate like you can start to work out and then that informs your marketing that informs your lead gen and your funnels and all of all of the things to know you know to know what the scale of the business is and then you can go hang on wait I'd rather sell three at you know five thousand a month and get to that 15 and the you right and so then that informs business model it forms revenue models it right it's the totally oh I see this I see this all the time in, in female fusion as well I remember speaking with one member once that she had some products that she was selling for $10 a piece, 
and she had other products that she was selling for $3,000 a piece. And all of her attention was going on the $10 item where her profit was maybe like, she's maybe making three to four dollars profit on each item rather than the three thousand dollar piece and i asked her that and she's like well it's like it's easier and it's fun and i really like doing that and i said to her yeah but you're not making you're not making any money like you're having to work this is a lovely hobby yeah and it was like that that's a hobby but you want to have a business um and i think now well i know now that she's much more focused on those those biggest bigger items because the amount of money I think her profit was probably about two and a half thousand dollars profit on every item so why would you not go for the bigger ones if you work out how many little ones you need to sell yeah yeah and I, and fully I put my hand up as uh, again these are mistakes we've both made in terms of fully put my hand up in terms of not paying attention to um, I was meeting a market need, but didn't necessarily have that deep clarity about um, financial goals, which is very ironic since I come from a financial background. Um, and But fully put my hand up because I was so focused. I was arguably too focused on the customer need and not enough on my own need and what it translated for me personally. And so, you know, there's that, there's that balance. And I see that all the time, especially with businesses that are focused more on uh, the environmental social goals um, and that they are so focused on their cause. They also right like profit is almost a dirty word for them and they have to go hand in hand. Like you, ha you can't save the world if you're not in the game. You have to, in order to be at the table, you need to be, you, you got to survive and yeah. survival profit means survival. And that's it you know you do you have a hobby or do you have a business yeah and i i wish oh this is like a whole other podcast episode but just the whole idea of talking about money and especially with female entrepreneurs and i think we were having this conversation the other day like do you think that a guy is going to be ashamed to talk about like how well his business is doing or what 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 sort of money the business is making where you know for women it's almost like people either feel it's a dirty word or feel that people will will criticize you or think that you're bragging rather than having the whole mentality of oh my god that's so amazing like look at how successful you are because money's not dirty and there are yeah. so many things that you can do with it if you if you want to do good in the world spend it on something that's doing good in the world yeah yeah exactly make your choices whether those doing good means you, that you have an environmental and social procurement platform and policies and whatever else like you know you can design your business to do good from the start i'm just wrapping up a research project that proved that you can build a seven and eight figure business focusing on all of the things people say aren't possible until much later, right? You can live your values in business and don't let anyone else tell you. Like there are times to check out the rule book and that is absolutely one of them. You, we can build, um, we can be the future that we want to see. And you know, that's what I love about having your own business. I love that because we make the rules and we don't have to do something that we don't want to do. We don't have to do it the old traditional way. Yeah. All of us have had jobs where we've had crappy bosses, where we've had crappy work environments. And the greatest thing about having your own business 
is you control all of that. You yeah. shape all of that. You decide who you work with. You decide what your work environment looks like. You decide, you know, who your employees are, who your customers or your clients are. How freaking cool is that? Yeah, it is so amazing. And yeah, it's that whole we get, yeah, we get to make the choices and we get to live our values. And even more importantly, we know the right thing to do and we are able to do it, right? And not to be afraid. And what I heard over and over from the from the businesses that are focusing more on the environmental and the social is that it'll seem crazy in the beginning because you're gonna have less profit because it's expensive sometimes to do yeah. the right thing, but it all works out in the end. And also that's where the market is going. And so do you wanna be a market leader or a market follower? Yeah. Like this is one of the things that can help to differentiate you and set you apart. And also that resonance, right? Like to help your people find you. Definitely. Oh, we just had, we have a hot tub on our balcony as well. And you can hear that the hot tub has just gone off and made lots of bubbles as well. <laughs> This is one of the this is one of the joys of um, recording remote and being on location as well. I don't even know if we can get this to turn off. Maybe this is so just maybe we call the podcast right here and say we've talked about a lot of things and we will chat again soon. Yeah. So thanks everybody for listening to that and listening about why it is so important to get clear on your why. And, you know, forgive a bit of the background noise and everything else because this is what you get when you sit on location and you look out at the beautiful view of Mykonos in Greece. And we look forward to hearing your comments on this episode and hear about what you've done about finding the why in your business. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you'd like to get on top of the numbers in your business, why not download Female Fusion's SME Dashboard? It's the tool that we use to track our progress in the business month on month, and it helps us take the right business decisions in Female Fusion. You can download it on femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash SME Dashboard, or you can find the link in the show notes.